from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. What a great show we have for all of y'all this morning. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Good morning to everyone tuning in and everyone commenting. Uh, I see your comments, Brent, Tom, Kyle, Chris, and everyone on YouTube. Thank y'all for uh, being here as well. So busy show today, but let's get one thing off the chest, though. Next week. June 1st, right around the corner, Data Connectors in Atlanta, my hometown. Last month, we all hung out in Dallas. This month, we'll be hanging out in my hometown of Atlanta. You get a free uh, pass if you use the CyberHub Podcast discount code. One going to sign up to Data Connectors. That's all in the show notes. Come hang out. It's going to be a fun, fun event, great panel, some great discussions, and I'll be doing some live interviews and some really cool reels while we're at the event. So come by, say hello, uh, grab a sticker, um, or just hang out. Either way, Atlanta, June 1st, uh, data connectors, tune in. It's going to be a blast. All right. Without further ado, let's get into this morning's show. Join me for my customary double espresso, whatever you're drinking this morning. Let it power you through your day. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Brilliant. And we'll kick off with a carryover from yesterday. So Samsung users are now being warned by Samsung and CISA about a recently patched vulnerability that's being exploited in attacks. The flaw in question is CVE 2023 2 It's described as a kernel pointer exposure issue related to log files. The security, hole, the security hole can allow a privileged local attacker to bypass ASLR exploit mitigation techniques. This indicates it's likely been chained with other bugs. The Samsung patched this specific CVE with its May 2023 security update, said it learned about the flaw in mid-January. The company said certain Android 11, 12, and 13 devices are impacted by this as well. CISA added it to their Kev catalog on Friday, instructing government agencies to patch it by June 9th. The vulnerability, which was discovered by Google's tax team, suggests it's likely being exploited by a commercial spyware vendor. So there's that zero day on your Samsung smart devices. And the risk here, folks, is significant. And, and for a few reasons, and let me tell you why. One, 50, 60% of companies have Samsung devices in, in your, within your staff. Those folks that use those Samsung devices could be liable for exploitation because of the CVE. Updating those devices is critical. And this kind of goes to the BYOD management policy that you typically have to deploy as a practitioner. What's the policy state around patching time for employees on their devices when they've got company information on it? Or do you not allow it? Or do you issue a company phone? This is one of those discussions that constantly kind of goes around in a circle where people are trying to be, you know, really frugal, especially now with, with, with the economic times and say, we're not going to spend money on all this stuff. Well, in a way you've got to really protect your low hanging fruit and your low hanging fruit is your devices that have email that could have business apps on them. And that could be liable for spyware um, as well. And when you say it doesn't apply to you, it almost always does. Microsoft 365 was hit by a new outage causing connectivity issues. Microsoft is investing service issues, preventing users from accessing their 365 accounts and blocking access to installed applications. The company confirmed the issue in a tweet via the Microsoft 365 status account, pointed admins to the admin center for more details. They're investigating an issue affecting access to the apps. Additional updates can be found um, through the Microsoft uh, uh, admin portal. 
Affected customers are reporting experiencing issue accessing their Outlook mailboxes and the inability to connect to 365. This is predominantly coming in North America, Poland, and the UK, though users in other regions may have been affected, according to Microsoft. So this is just another line of outage that happens on the Microsoft side at least once every other month or so. So that's kind of the average at this point. That 99.9% availability that's in a lot of those SLAs, that's in a lot of the service agreements, is no longer valid because when you look at all these outages, it's definitely not 99.9%. A lot of times you don't even know an outage is there because you're sleeping. So you're very interested to actually see the real availability numbers. If these cloud providers, if Microsoft and Amazon and Google were honest, um, it'd be interesting to actually see the real availability number by region. Asus routers were knocked offline worldwide by a bad security patch. Asus has apologized to customers for a server-side security maintenance error that caused a wide range of impacted router models to lose connectivity. The problem had been extensively reported on social media and discussion platforms since at least May 16th, with people appearing puzzled by the simultaneous connectivity issues on multiple Asus routers and others complaining about the lack of communication from the vendor side. The Taiwanese hardware maker explained in a statement published today through a security bulletin, the problem was introduced by an error in the configuration of a server settings file. During routine security maintenance, the technical team discovered an error in the configuration of the server setting file, which could potentially cause an interruption in network connectivity on part of the routers. This kind of goes to, I don't know, what was the what's Asus's process of doing security updates on the server side? And what's the testing they've done? And what was different if they did do testing? What was different from the testing and staging to prod if they did do that? Because all of those things do matter. When you see these outages, right? And again, we're not going to point fingers. This isn't, this isn't an issue of ASUS is bad or ASUS is good. The, the thing about anytime we see an outage, like what we see at Microsoft or now what we're seeing with ASUS is share this information. So our checklists go, huh, I never thought about that. It happened to them on this specific operating system somewhere where something did, did take place. They kind of said a little bit, but but not much. Um, so, so, you know, they've, they've updated the firmware now. We'll see. Asus says their technical team addressed the server-side issue, so everyone should be back to normal operation. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still not satisfied. We'll go back to Dish Network suffering the ransomware attack, and now... The company informed the main attorney general about the data breach and shared a copy of the notification letter sent to impacted people. Dish said that the incident impacted more than 296,000 individuals. The notification letter reveals while there is no evidence of customer database being accessed by the criminals, the stolen data uh, does not does include employer-related records and personal information. This includes former employees and their family members. The security incident came to light in late February when various Dish services, including its website applications, became inaccessible. We covered it extensively here at that time. We are not aware of any misuse of your information. And the the statement goes on to say, but we have received confirmation that the extracted data has been deleted. The fact that they've got confirmation says one of two things. Either they paid the criminals that ransomware them, or they've reached some sort of agreement with the criminals who ransomware them. Either way, you paid ransom, and either way, you're trusting criminals with a code of honor that they deleted the data they stole. Now, this is going to be this is going to be unprecedented and I'll tell you why. There's going to be a class action lawsuit, there's going to be subpoenas, there's going to be depositions, and I'm dying to see the depositions of how they figured out that all the data was deleted. 
I want to see that because I feel like this is, man, I don't know how y'all feel about this issue. Put it in the comments. Um, let me know what you think about this. But I am like mind boggled by the fact that Dish Paid says, don't worry about it. We've made sure your data is deleted. How? How do you know the data wasn't copied three, four times over? Did you run forensics on the criminal servers? In, in what world is any of this acceptable? I hope they get sued out of the wazoo. I hope those depositions become public. And, and if you're at Dish and you've got some whistleblower information, we'd love to get our hands on it. I'm, I'm mind boggled by this. Honestly, like <laughs> boggled. All right, China bans uh, U.S. chip maker Micron from selling its product to Chinese companies working on key infrastructure projects. Uh, they say the network security of Micron products, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, this is China just retaliating against the fact that U.S. is banning Chinese chips from being manufactured in the key infrastructure. The two countries, um, you know, us and China, we're, we're headed towards a, a clash. The question is, what kind of clash is it going to be? Is it going to be military, economic, both, cyber? Uh, wartime we don't know yet but uh, micron said that they're evaluating the conclusion of the steps uh, issued by uh, china and they say that it has no basis in facts we'll see i mean honestly we could use more u.s based chip manufacturing so the fact that u.s manufacturers aren't there is quite okay with me at this point so uh, you won't hear me complain about that Google, for all of you uh, red teamers and, and, and white hat hackers and amazing security researchers, Google has finally launched a bug bounty program for its Android applications. The Mobile Vulnerability Rewards Program is a new bounty program that will pay security researchers for flaws found in the company's Android application. They announced this yesterday. The main goal behind the mobile VRP is to speed up the process of finding and fi fixing weaknesses in first-party Android apps developed and maintained by Google. Applications that scope for the VRP include those developed by Google LLC, developed with Google Research at Google, Red Hot Labs, Google Samples, Fitbit, Nest, Waimu, and Waze. The list and scope apps uh, is attached here in the show notes. Go check it out. Hey, guys, they're paying anywhere from $750 to $30,000 for a uh, arbitrary code execution, uh, no user interaction type of flaw. Go out there, make us safer, make Android safer. I don't use Android, but quite frankly, I think they could use the help. So they've uh, deployed the army of the awesome security uh, researchers and engineers out there to go do this. Go out there, guys, make some money, make some money. Meta was fined a record $1.3 billion by the EU for a privacy fine on Monday and ordered it. And the order also came to stop transferring user data across the Atlantic. The penalty of the penalty fine of 1.3 or 1.2 billion euros from the Ireland's Data Protection Commission is the biggest since Amazon's 746 million euro penalty in 2021 for data privacy violation. The Irish watchdog is Meta's lead privacy regulator uh, since uh, Google is based in Dublin. Meta has previously uh, since sorry since Facebook is uh, and Meta is is based in Dublin. Um, Meta has previously warned that services for its user in Europe could get cut off, vowed to appeal and ask the court to immediately put the decision on hold. The decision is flawed, unjustified, so it's a dangerous precedent for uh, the countless other companies transferring data. Uh, I've long been a proponent and against GDPR. And some people tell me, James, why are you against GDPR? Because I feel like it's a money grab. It's a government money grab going against these organizations. You can say, don't take my user data to the US, but is that realistic? 
in a way of how Meta runs its business or has to answer to shareholders. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how Meta does this. They plan to appeal this. So this isn't over yet. It's probably going to have some political um, uh, intervention at some point. Um, and this all could just be a, a blow in smoke. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, jury's still out on this one. The saga is not anywhere, not anywhere near over. Um, Google plans, uh, sorry, Meta plans to file an appeal. Meta plans to take this all the way out uh, and as far as they possibly can. And you can imagine that that's put everyone else on, on, on notice. And I'm wondering why TikTok hasn't been fined yet for transferring data over to China. Just saying EU is so concerned about data. They're going after Facebook and Meta and Google and Amazon. Where's TikTok? Alibaba. I don't know. All the other Chinese companies that are harvesting European data um, and giving it out to the Chinese Communist Party. Just saying. Uh, something stinks a little bit in this one and the focus there. That's it for the show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thanks for everyone for being part of the show. Make sure to subscribe and share. Thanks for all your great comments on YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, we see them and um, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.